Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about how consistency is more important than intensity when it comes to weight loss. And this is really the opposite of how most people approach weight loss because usually when you start your weight loss plan, whether it's a diet or workout, whatever it's gonna be, um, you're just going really, really hard to get the fastest results possible. And so I find this to be the starting point of most people's failure to lose weight or to get in the shape that they wanna get in. So the alternative to this is to start being more consistent with uh, what you're doing. This will take a little bit of patience, obviously, right, to be able to focus more on consistency. But let me just lay out the difference for you because it's not usually laid out. Um, typically, when you focus on intensity and fast results, what happens is you start either an eating plan or a workout uh, and you do it really, really hard, right? So you're working out, you're going to do really hard workouts right away. Um, but more importantly, if it comes to eating, you're going to try and eat perfectly, you know, follow the perfect meal plan, not eat any sugar, not eat any carbs, eat just absolutely perfect. And what happens is you're usually able to do this for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then usually you're not able to keep it up. Okay. And so if you take a look back at your weight loss approaches, you've probably done this a numerous you know, number of times where you got really focused on taking a lot of action really intense, perfect action, and then you weren't able to maintain it. And so at some point, you know, you have to let go of this idea that you will be perfect and uh, this person who can just be perfect, because that's what you're thinking, right? That some Monday coming up, you're going to be able to be perfect with your reading, and then you're just going to ride your perfection out to your goal weight. And it's very unlikely that's going to happen, okay? It hasn't happened yet, so what is it about you that's going to change in the future? <laughs> you know, that's, that's going to all of a sudden allow you to do that. Now, I want to make clear, it, it's not it's not this some personal shortcoming. You shouldn't look at it as some personal shortcoming that you can't do that. It's more that it's a ridiculous concept and idea because what in your life do you just start expecting to be perfect at and, you know, then there's no room for mistakes. So I can't think of any other area of your life you do that with. So the consistency is the alternative. And I think this is without question, the much better alternative to it, because instead of uh, working out really intense, we just want to work out consistently, right? If you haven't, if you started with zero working out for the last three years, um, let's just get you working out for five minutes, four times a week, maybe, right? Or again, if we, we break it down, you know, maybe each weekday, whatever it's going to be, but it's a focus on consistency. And instead of thinking that you're going to be some superhero, all of a sudden and be able to do everything perfect, we start really building around who you actually are, which is probably not a superhero, you know, which is fine. It's completely normal. You don't have to be a superhero. I don't even know. I have to qualify this again. It's this diet mindset we have where we think we're going to be perfect and just not. And so instead we look at where your life is at now, how your reading is, how your exercising levels are at, and we start to improve them by a small percentage, right? We fix them a little bit and we do it with an eye towards consistency. And so instead of changing all of our eating, you know, maybe it becomes I'm going to eat healthier breakfast to start off and I'm going to get that consistent. And then once I get a handle on that, then I'll move on to the next thing. Um, but it's all geared towards consistency. How can I be consistent with it? Now, as soon as you focus on consistency, uh, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is to say, well, I'm not going to be able to be as extreme with my plans. You know, you say, but I'm now I'm not going to lose weight as much. And you're going to come face to face with this mindset that's keeping you trapped more than anything else, which is your all or nothing mindset. And that's the point of this is that part of your process of actually mastering your weight is 
overcoming this all or nothing mindset <laughs> to make it all or something, you know? And um, you get to this quicker by focusing on consistency. What can you do consistently? What can you keep up? And this orients you towards a long-term success, a long-term strategy. Because um, of course, you know, how long do you wanna keep the weight off for? Forever. And so this is a completely different focus. But right from the beginning, where you trade off, you know, the results aren't gonna come as fast technically, theoretically, with this approach, of course, you know, you also have to recognize that your intense approach of trying to do everything perfect, the results aren't coming there either, because you're usually not able to maintain it for very long. So if you're going to be honest with yourself, you'll notice that. And then we let go of imaginary, theoretical, fast results that you may get if you do everything perfect, which is mostly bullshit, because you're never going to do that. Or you start building your results around long-term success and being consistent with it and slowly and strategically and systematically changing your lifestyle, the way you eat, the way you think about yourself into the person you want to be. And you master and approach this area of life like you would anything else that you want to get good at. Like if you wanted to play the piano, you would start you know, with some of the basics and then you work the next day on the basics. You wouldn't start practicing eight hours a day. The, the second day, your fingers would be cramped up. You wouldn't be able to practice at all. So again, that's what you're doing to yourself mentally, though, when you're trying to lose weight with a diet is you're way overcorrecting and you're way overwhelming yourself and you're not able to stick with it. And it's gotten to the point now where you probably can't even get started on a plan because you expect to be overwhelmed. You expect you're not going to be able to stick with it. So again, starting to look at uh, how to get yourself consistent is the real transition point here to starting to think like a thin person, start to focus on mastering your weight, not just losing weight. Because when we talk about mastering weight, we're talking about getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there on near autopilot. And it is on near autopilot because you're developing the skills, the behaviors, the thought patterns, the habits that allow you to stay there. Okay. And um, that's really the focus. So that's my goal for you here is to take a little bit of time and start thinking, how can I be consistent? And what happens is as you start thinking that way, you start you start adding small, consistent goals that you can stick with. And that's what starts to change is after a week, two weeks, the weight may not change as much with the slower approach. But what does happen is that you start to have a mindset shift. And this is really, really one of the unique spots is that you start to look back the last couple of weeks and you say, okay, I've dropped a couple pounds, you know, as it's not a ton of weight. However, I feel a lot better and I feel like I could do this. You know, all of a sudden you look at the little changes you've made and they feel like you're gonna be able to sustain them. And that's a very interesting place for a lot of people because all of a sudden your mindset starts to shift in terms of weight loss because with the weight loss, it's so all or nothing and it's so like dramatic and emotional and then it feels a complete failure. And so this consistent way just feels different. And as you start getting into a week, two weeks, a month, two months of having these consistent changes under your belt, it starts to build up a real belief in yourself that you can do this. And it starts to orient you again to that longer term time frame where the real results, th those are where the real results you want exist. Again, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? You know, you wouldn't consider yourself a successful, you wouldn't consider it successful weight loss if you lost 40 pounds in the next two months and next year at this time you put it back on. Okay, <laughs> so you would consider it a success if you dropped five pounds this month and over the next 10 months and lost 40 pounds and did it in a sustainable way. Okay. So I'm trying to get you to think in that long-term way, because that's the secret for you right now. This short-term thing has got you trapped. And the quickest way around it is to start focusing on what you can be consistent with instead of just getting the fast results possible.
So, all right. I hope that helps you out. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. I appreciate, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how you say that. Is that, mm-hmm, you're the best coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, let me know what you guys are working on. You know, I know it's uh, getting to be, right? Summer's getting closer. The weather's getting nicer for a lot of us here in America. A lot of people think about weight loss again, right? Um, the, the weight loss motivation culturally seems to run in cycles. <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly, you know, January 1st is a big one, right? Um, but I always find a, another big one is right around now, um, you know, and until the summer approaches, because you're thinking, you know, it, it's, I guess, because it's bathing suit season, because it's warmer and, you know, you're just more obvious about it. But um, yeah, if you're, if you're having any challenges or issues with weight loss, feel free to ask them. Cause I think what I can do is give you a different um, perspective, you know, because usually when it comes to weight loss, getting the same perspective all the time, and it's pretty much a diet perspective. And when I say diet, oh, okay, yeah, Sober Sarah. There, there you go. Okay, Sober Sarah. I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think. And I'm glad you said that because I get asked this every time I do a live is what do I think about Zempic? And um, I think you just hit the nail on the head with what that's been my experience. I have a couple clients that have taken it. And that's the thing, right? I don't think people realize they hear what they want to hear and they hear, well, it reduces the food noise. Yeah, it reduces the food noise because it makes you nauseous all the time. You know, it's a really intense uh, medicine, you know. Uh, I don't want to freak you out about it, so I'm not going to go. I'll, I'll leave all the, the potential problems and medical issues with it alone just for your sake. Um, but I just do want to point out that it's a are, are you just taking I'm afraid it's a Band-Aid, but I was hoping to start somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. OK, I remember we talked a couple weeks ago. Uh, is it a Band-Aid? E. I feel so defeated as all. No, I understand that. Um, you know, at, at some point, at some point, you know, no matter what, whether you get surgery, whether you do a Zempic, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with the mindset part, you know? So I understand that. And I never, I never judge anyone for what they're doing. You know, I always want to just be here and be supportive, um, especially if you just started taking that. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I was going to leave it. And anyone that, that's thinking about taking it, I will say, you know, be prepared. This is what it does. It makes you nauseous. Um, and again, I've got clients that some clients that they sleep multiple days a week. They feel so bad. <laughs> so I'm not saying that's everyone experience, but I have seen pretty consistently. Um, yeah. You know, I know, I know, you know, again, I, I get it. I get feeling so desperate. I understand that, you know, that's why I get on here and do all this stuff for free because I know people feel so desperate that they don't know where to start. You know, they don't even know what to do. And so um, I get on here to point out the main thing that, what you don't realize is the most of the way most of the way that we think about weight loss is because of diets right we've all been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives and those diet ads are really programming hypnotizing us whatever word brainwashing us whatever word you want to use they're controlling how we think about weight loss and the diets do not work you know i just i was just reading that today um i mean the the, the it's it's depressing, you know. This is making me sad here because uh, I, I usually say a lot of negative stuff about Ozempic, and I'm trying. I don't want to do that because I don't want to discourage you, you know. Um, but I will tell you this. Let me put it this way: is that while you're on the Ozempic, I suppose that you realize that ultimately it's a mindset thing, you know. And I, and I don't know. I see your name, sober Sarah. So I suppose that perhaps there's you, you're working on sobriety. 
with alcohol or, or drugs and you've done that, you've accomplished that, you know? And so I'm going to speak to this because let's, I'm assuming there are a lot of people here that are probably feeling discouraged and powerless, you know, with the food. And that's why I do this stuff for free because sometimes I think you're meant to feel powerless with the food because the diets are all owned by the food companies. Yeah. Okay. So I've been sober for 20 years. I switched to food. All the diets, the big diets are owned by food companies and they really push that narrative. Now what's a diet, right? So there's all different types of diets, but ultimately the way I look at a diet so you can see it is that a diet's basically saying, here's a plan, just follow it. And the problem ultimately for people with weight loss is that they can't get themselves to follow a plan. You know what to do, but you can't get yourself to do it. You know, that's the big problem. And so if you think about it, I mean, where are you learning how to deal with your mindset to become a thin person? You're not. You're learning how to think like a dieter over and over and over and over and over and over again. And a dieter thinks short term. A dieter thinks about just losing the weight. That causes you to just think in extreme methods like Ozempic, to be honest, right? I mean, you just feel so desperate. You feel like, you know, at that, in your situation, that Ozempic seemed like the best choice, you know? So I always believe people make the best choice available to them, you know, no doubt about it. Um, I don't think Ozempic's the best choice because I don't, you know what? Okay. So you say you're sober for almost 20 years. I'll just assume it's alcohol, but it's kind of like, do you remember the pill they made years ago where you took it and if you drank, you'd get really sick, you know, that's kind of what, like, uh, what Ozempic's like to, a little bit, you know? And so your sobriety, I'm going to assume your sobriety is very much built around your mindset. Yeah. Sober from alcohol. So I'm going to assume your sobriety is very much includes your mindset, how you think about alcohol, how you think about yourself, your triggers, understanding, understanding how you are abusing alcohol. I'm going to assume that's a big part of it, right? Unless you just quit one day and just start eating a lot of food instead. And I don't think that's what happened. You know, I think that kind of happened over time, but you didn't intentionally say, oh, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm just going to eat a lot of food. You know, I'm going to assume you worked at your sobriety and that working at your sobriety was understanding all the kind of more mindset-based techniques. I never even thought about picking up a drink after I quit. Okay, that's interesting. What triggered that? What triggered you to quit? That's very interesting. And that, that might reveal something else, you know, about your personality and that I'll go into in a second if you, if you mention what stopped you from it, you know, because I got a feeling I might know where, where this is headed and what's going on. Um, but I don't want to speak out of school here if that's not the case. My parents are both alcoholic. All right. So you just decided one day I'm, I'm going to stop drinking and that was it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, well, and, and you may know this. I don't know. Okay. So you just decided one day. Okay. Okay. So here we go. So again, it, it's not, listen, it worked for the alcohol. So great. Congratulations. That's good. Okay. Um, but in the, in the world of Alcoholics Anonymous, they call that a dry drunk. Right, someone who just stops drinking cold turkey, but never deals with the underlying things that led to the alcoholism in the first place, you know. And so, a lot of times, you know, that so this is kind of where you're going with the with the food thing. So, you know, hey, listen, I don't know. Maybe I can't say my approach certainly isn't for everyone. I there's no question about that. Um, but you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's always going to be a mindset game because the Ozempic you'd have to take forever. You know what I mean? Like, like you have to take that forever. And uh, I don't know, maybe get through your insurance right now, but A, a it's really expensive. And uh, B, it's, um, well, I don't know what it does. 
you know, again, I, I don't want to freak you out about this, but I'm just going to say things that I, I would assume you would already know. And if you don't know, again, I think it's a, it's a highlights where we're at with the medical system. <laughs> you know, I love myself some medicine, but I want to be clear that we clearly live in a country where the medical system is really built around treating symptoms, not about finding cures. And so the Ozempic stuff is really for people who have type 2 diabetes to help them produce more insulin. So again, it's not resolving the core problems. It's just causing more insulin to go into your body when you're overwhelming yourself with glucose, you know? Um, yeah. No, I mentioned because I value your opinion of knowledge. And I appreciate that, Sarah. Yeah, I, I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, what I do, it is a commitment. You can watch all my videos, you know, but ultimately what I do is I work with my clients and my program, you know? And it's deep dive stuff for sure, you know, no doubt about it. And so you didn't do that with the alcohol. And so, you know, again, I would say, I've, I've worked with, with people that have, um, like cold turkey, stopped drinking or doing drugs. And that approach typically doesn't work with the weight loss because weight loss is really like a man managed addiction. You know what I mean? Um, because you can't just stop eating food, you know, now you can stop eating processed junk, trash, junk food, all that shit. You know, you can stop eating that forever, but you still got to eat. So it's a different approach than you can take if you just cold turkey it, you know, um, yeah, Tracy says, I'm 49, 75 pounds overweight. I swear food is such an addiction. It is an addiction. It's 100% addiction. So let me break that down for you. Um, okay, yeah, so that's how I quit smoking and drinking cold turkey. Hey, that's great. In those situations, that's super. And I'm, that's, I'm proud of you, and that, that's a, quite an accomplishment. No doubt about it. Um, I think about food all the time, and I have zero self-control. Uh, you have self-control. It's just you're thinking about food all the time. <laughs> So again, what I do, right? So is I always help people, there's a sub you have a conscious mind, and a subconscious mind, your subconscious mind's running your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so when you're eating all the time, it's because you are thinking certain things all the time. And so what I help people do is change the way they think. You know, I do it through um, a technique that I teach you, which you program your, your own subconscious mind. And then there's a lot of hypnosis. And then there's kind of deep dive workbooks to kind of really get clear on things. Um, if it only worked for food. Yeah. Yeah. It's different for food, right? Because for a lot of reasons, you know, um, but it is an addiction. Let's talk about that. Since we have some people that, that understand addictions, uh, because we don't get that perspective very much, but the food is extremely addictive, literally addictive. And the two main causes of addiction are the powders that we're consuming the most of, which are flour and sugar. Okay. These are addictive substances. Understand that. Um, sugar is the closest thing to cocaine that there is with food. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I really struggle with my sugar addiction is all to do with mindset. It's not all to do with mindset, but that's a huge part of it. That that's the majority of it. Okay. Understand that it's always the majority. The biggest thing controlling your weight is your mindset. It's more, your mindset's affecting your weight more than your genetics, your hormones, your metabolism, your type two diabetes, all of that stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the way you think about sugar, because we live in a society that's always minimizing the effects of sugar, okay? But let me put it this way. Let me just reframe it, because we live in such a crazy world. Um, what's happening? Every time we, we eat flour or sugar, what happens is we spike our blood glucose levels, okay? And we spike our blood glucose levels, and then we have to release lots of insulin to clear it out. And then we drop our glucose levels and now we're hungry again. <laughs> and now we, we spike them again. And so people are constantly spiking their blood glucose levels. And if you think about it, if I dropped you off in the woods and I said, go spike your blood glucose levels, I'll give you a million bucks if you can do it. Guess what? I'm going to hold on to that million bucks because you ain't going to be able to do it. You know, short of finding a beehive, there's no, how in nature are you going to spike your blood glucose levels? You can't. 
There's no way to do it because all these foods have fibers in them. And, and again, the, the glucose is really slower. So we are, some people are doing, they're spiking their blood sugar six, seven, eight times a day. And it's addictive, you know, and the way the sugar in fact impacts our body and our mind, it's very addictive, lights up the same pleasure centers, you know? So um, yeah, sugar and flour are very addictive. So the way you think about it is a huge, huge impact on how you, you do it though. I really didn't realize it is mindset so much. Yeah, of course. No one thinks it's mindset. No diets out there teaching you mindset because these diets don't want you to lose weight. All the big diets are owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers are owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig is owned by Nestle. Uh, the same company owns Atkin, Atkins Food Products, owns Onions Pretzels and Cinnabon. Uh, company owns Slim, Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. They don't want you to lose weight. They keep pushing this diet approach where you restrict your calories because it doesn't work and it causes you to eat more calories ultimately. You know, So yeah, you're on your own. I'm, I've been on my own. I've been doing this for 20 years um, professionally, right? I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I had to create this shit all on my own because no one's teaching this stuff. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's all mindset. You know, it really is. Um, it's primarily mindset. You know what I mean? There, there's strategies and there's other stuff, but it's primarily all mindset. Um, yeah, definitely agree. Weight loss is 80% mental. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, diets and diet mentality cause binges. Yeah, absolutely, Jill. That's, you know that. Yeah. Jill's in the program. You know, she knows that. Um, I was diagnosed as a binge eater. Yeah, sure. The diagnosis, though, man, sometimes the diagnosis is their own hypnosis, you know, because I've worked with so many people that have been diagnosed with binge eaters um, as, as addicted to food, you know, all the diagnosis. And um, again, it comes down to, listen, I, I want to make clear, it, it's mindset that gets you the strategies that work for you. So I want to be clear, the mindsets, I always say there's three there's three pillars of weight mastery, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And I, I think of it as a pyramid shape. The bottom level is mindset. The next level is lifestyle and the top level is eating. And so you need all three of those aligned to master your weight. But the mindset's the most important piece of them all. You know, no, no doubt about it. Um, it's crazy. Well, diets want you to fail. Yeah, they do. They do want you to fail. Thank you. When I'm left to my own devices, I lose it. And then shame and guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that, Sarah. I, I get that because I mean, that's everyone I work with, you know, is in that same boat. And um, no, yeah, lose it mentally. Yeah, I get that. Um, uh, yeah, okay. See, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So Jill just said that, right? Jill was diagnosed as a binge eater and uh, still no one could help, but this program did. It helps you because it helps you. There's two things that happen in my program. One is you understand how you've been generating your behaviors, right? Because even Sarah, you, you're, you're, the way you are thinking habitually is causing you to behave the way you behave habitually. But you don't you don't know that thinking part of it. You know, so a lot of people just think like, oh shit, here I go again, I'm binge eating everything. But you have no awareness of what preceded that, which was your their thoughts. And you just do them on autopilot. So you're not even aware of them. So the first step is realizing what you're doing. You're following a, like a mental recipe to get yourself to binge regularly. And so the first step is becoming aware of that. And the second step is coming up with new mental recipes to create new mental behavior or new, new actual behaviors. I hope that makes sense. Um, Sarah says, I'm absolutely obsessed with my weight, but I don't know how to get out of it. Okay. Listen, so you're, uh, you're absolutely obsessed with being overweight, right? Cause that's what everyone comes to me. And you, what you're doing is you're, you're literally, everyone is always hypnotizing themselves overweight or to be at their goal weight. Okay. Um, yeah, Jill, Jill, Jill knows, right? So when you put a label on yourself, that's what you think that, yeah, exactly. So Sarah, you're constantly, you're obsessed about being overweight. Why am I overweight? Why can't I stop this? Why do I keep doing this to myself? Everything's based around you being overweight. Why, why, what's wrong with me? Um, 
yeah, my whole self-esteem is around my weight. So it means you have no self-esteem because your weight is too high and you feel shitty about yourself. And so it's a, it's a, you live inside a, a mental world that's all based around you being overweight and out of control, you know? Um, you got to create a new identity for yourself that is in control of what you do. Yeah, that'd be helpful. Um, yeah, but it starts by, again, the thoughts. It's hard to just change the thoughts, but it's easy. The first step is really recognizing the thoughts you consistently have because it starts to give you more feelings of power because you're not out of control, Sarah. You are literally, you are, you don't realize it, but you are actively thinking yourself into these binge behaviors and then that overweight body. And you're just trapped in this problem-oriented world. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep binging? What's wrong with me? How come I don't do this? Why am I being so stupid? Why am I fat? Why am I have no self-esteem? And, and all this stuff is just reinforcing everything you don't want. Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. If I ask you not to think about a banana, what are you thinking about? Right. And so everything you're asking is saying, why, why am I so fat? And your brain just starts answering it. You're never asking these questions. How can I eat better? How can I start to lose weight in a way that's comfortable and easier for me? How can I enjoy this process? How can I feel good again? How can I have a higher self-esteem? How can I feel better about myself? You're never asking those questions. And so you're never getting any of those answers and you're never getting those results. You know, so you're all you're so, you know, my program is called Program Yourself Thin. But you're either programming yourself thin or programming yourself fat. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. You're always programming yourself is what I'm trying to say. You're always programming yourself because you're always in your head thinking, you know, and um, it's that thinking that leads to the behaviors and the behaviors lead to the outcome. You know, I ask them, but I don't move any further than that. Yeah, but you're not really asking them. You're just saying, oh, you're really, you're not even asking them just to be honest. <laughs> Sarah. I promise you, you're not asking those questions. Um, so, uh, Um, yeah, so, so I guess I just see something there, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. I feel like I am exactly. I, listen, th that's what all my program is, is people thinking they're doing the right stuff, but they're not, you know? Wow, Jill. Nice job. Nice job. Um, cause you know, I, again, it, the, it, with my approach to weight loss, the first step is always awareness, you know, aware of what, what you are asking. I promise you, you're not asking Sarah, do you think you're really get waking up in the morning and say, okay, how can I have the best day possible? What can I do today that's going to make me feel better? What's something little I can do that's going to make me feel um, more motivated? What's something that's going to give me a little more energy? What's something that's going to boost my self-esteem a little bit? What's something little I can do to make me smile today? Yeah, exactly. thank you. I just want to make a point, you know, I'm not here to berate you, but it's important that we recognize because everyone, oh, I think I feel like I'm doing that. If I'm doing that, you're not, you're not because the, the behaviors and the weight reveal what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's that simple. And so the point I'm trying to make is own the fact that you're you're thinking a lot of negative stuff. You know what I mean? About yourself. You're trapped in this problem-oriented um, way of thinking. And it's just reinforcing. You can't even see your way out of it. You know? And so um, that's the first step, though. But here's the, here's the good part of that is that it lets you know, it lets you know that you are in control. You are powerful. Okay? It's um it's really important though that you realize that you're the one in control of your weight, of the results you're getting, of the behaviors you're making because you feel like you're not. You feel like you're doing everything you can to stop them. But I'm telling you you're not. You're literally generating all these feelings, these thoughts, feelings and then behaviors. And so you have to understand that first, you know? Because if you feel like you're doing everything you can and nothing's working, then you're just in this powerless state where well, what are you going to do then? I get people all the time, they come into my program and they go, well, I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything right and I'm not losing weight. 
And, and <laughs> every single time, very quickly, we get to the point. No, I know that's how you feel. And, and then very quickly, we get to the point. I, I'll give you an example. I don't think she's on here today because she went away. But um, she, you know, she's a smart, successful woman. I want to be clear about this. Very smart, very successful professionally. Gets on and goes, I'm doing everything right, so I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do here. But I figure I, I believe in you. Let, let's see, you know. And within about 20 minutes, you know, we uncovered something big. But then the next week she gets on and she goes, oh, you know what? Actually, I snack every night between 8 and 10. And not just snack. I get up four or five times, go to the fridge and snack four or five times every night between 8 and 10. Now, the week before, she didn't even mention that. I'm doing everything right, you know. So I, you just wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe it that you because you think you're very aware of what you're doing. And I'm, I promise you, you're not. I promise you, you know, and so that's the first step is like realizing you're not aware and you need a process to become aware. And that's what the program yourself thin technique does, you know. Um, but anyways, I thought I just saw Vicky. There's Vicky. What's up, Vicky? Yeah, get her. Get her out of here. That dog out of here. <laughs> Sarah said, I need to hear your honesty. You do because no one's giving you honesty and no one even knows how to be honest with you. Because when it comes to weight loss, all you're going to hear is, oh, just do it. Just do it. You know, that's not enough. <laughs> you've got this subconscious programming an overweight person with no self-esteem. You have to change that. You're not going to be able to just do it with a shitty self-esteem and shitty self-image. You know, Vicky says, that was me hundred percent still drawn to the why, but with this program, I now consciously move towards how. Yeah, exactly. And Vicky's another one. She's again, a very smart person, very smart. And, um, it's, it's like what I, in my program, it's all overthinkers. And so it's like, listen, it's like you got the supercomputer brain, but you're running garbage programmings through it. You know, she's like, what's wrong with me? How come I keep doing this? Why do I keep messing up? What's wrong? And it's all these negative questions. They're just reinforcing the problem. You don't even realize you're doing it, you know? So moving yourself into a solution oriented mindset and asking questions about how can I start to feel like the person I want to be? How can I, you know, do all this other stuff? Um, that's the game changer. You know, because you're absolutely creating your results every single time. Um, I take accountability, but in a negative way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a good insight. That's true. Yeah, it puts the power in your hands. Yeah, exactly. And it's like even if you realize, oh shit, I'm fucking everything up. Oh, I'm making myself fat. Oh my god, the way I'm thinking about stuff. Oh, no wonder I'm getting these results. It stings a little, but at least you're back in the game. I would take that every time over. I'm doing everything right. Nothing's working. Oh, I don't know what else to do. I've done every, I'm doing everything right and I'm not losing any weight. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> like, you're fucking not. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Again, I'm trying to, I always say this, but it's like as a hypnotist, I don't want to hypnotize people to lose weight. I didn't know I was going to spend my time snapping them out of fucking trances to wake them up. You're in a trance, dude. Wake up. You know? It starts seeing reality because once you're in reality, even if it stings a little, at least now we, got, we can get to work and change it. You know, but if you're in this fantasy land, well, I'm doing everything right and the weight just won't come up. I guess it's my genetics and that's not true. You know, your videos have helped me massively change my mindset, but then I just spiral again, carbs. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Listen, it's a process. You know what I mean? So, that, so the videos are kind of that first step to do it. So just keep watching them. You know what I mean? If you're really serious, go join the program. But if you, if you don't have, you know, you're not able to invest in it, keep watching the videos, watch these trainings. It'll change the way you think about stuff. In a generalized way, again, the program, it's much more specific to you, but um, even the videos, it'll just take you longer because it's more generalized, but but keep at it, okay? it's it's We spiral with carbs. That's the thing that's important to understand. I always say this to my clients, knowing what to do is doesn't mean, information is not behavior. Knowing what you should do does not mean you're going to behave that way, right? You know how to write with your hand, don't you? But you can't write with the other hand. You see what I mean? Like, like information doesn't turn into behavior. You have to practice writing with the other hand. Practice, practice, practice. You know how to write, but it doesn't mean you can do it with the other hand. You'd have to keep on practicing it. It's the same thing with our eating behaviors. You can know I shouldn't eat carbs, and then you kind of get on the carb train, and next thing you know, oh, shit, look how much bread I just ate. 
you know? And so you just, you take that again, that's the cornerstone of my whole program is the redo technique. You know, it's the program itself, then techniques, two techniques, redo rehearsal. And it's this ability to look back at the mistakes and learn from them. Talk about something no one does with weight loss, right? Because everything's all or nothing with weight loss. That's fucking crazy. You're not going to be perfect on Monday and just be perfect for the rest of the week until you get your goal. That's not going to happen ever. So what's going to happen is you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes and you need a strategy you can come back to and look at those mistakes and learn from them. That's what you need more than anything else to actually master your weight. And uh, no one ever thinks that way, but that's what you need. So listen, great job. Great job watching the videos and starting to shift your mindset. And now you just keep going to work on the carbs. You keep figuring out strategies that help you have more and more control over them. You know, put it that way. Um, if you can try the program, I never believed I could stop binging. was lost. Yeah, Jill doesn't great. I'll definitely look into it. I can't have one of anything. Um, yeah, so I mean, again, you see, Sarah, again, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to harp on you. I'm not, I'm, this isn't to make you feel bad, but I can't have one of anything is we, we tell ourselves all these stories, you know what I mean? And, um, and you have evidence to back it up and you're just, you're locked into everyone on this call. I mean, if you're struggling with your weight, it's the same story for you as well. Like it's all, it's everyone. It's what you're consistently saying to yourself, how you're consistently thinking is keeping you locked into the weight that you're at, you know? Um, so I, I don't know how to put it any other way. Um, yeah. I feel shame, embarrassment, and guilt. Yep. I've done so very shameful things due to high binging. Yeah, sure. Me too. I feel like a train wreck and I don't know how to get off. Um, wide awake here. <laughs> Am I the only one who saves his videos to an album called Then? Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. That's great. Yeah, watch them repeatedly. That's what you should do. Again, that, that's the look, think about every ad you see, right? You see it five million times. You know what I mean? Because repetition is a hypnotic technique, you know? And so using hypnosis is a huge part of the, um, you know, watching things repetitively is a huge part of influencing your subconscious mind, you know? So that's a great idea. Good job. I feel like I mess up, so might as well keep messing up. I'm desperate to be honest. Yeah, sure, Sarah. I get it. I get what you're saying, you know? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, you clearly... I'll say this, Sarah. I mean, you, you need to get, you need to work with someone outside of yourself, right? You're, you're trapped in your head hardcore, you know? I mean, clearly my program's one one option for you, um, but, you know, you got to get someone outside of your head because you're just, you're trapped in this real negative headspace. And, um, you know, we, we can't see outside of ourselves. You know, that's important to understand. We don't live in reality. We live, we live upon a map of reality, if, if that makes sense. Um, we don't just live in reality. And uh, we create our own reality based on our beliefs. And then we live in that reality. It's a, it's a augmented reality, if you will, um, based on what we believe. And, um, you know, you're obviously in a very negative headspace. And so you see negative things in the world. It's a thing. It's a part of your brain called the reticular activation system, RAS for short. And it's, we all know it because it's like whatever, whenever you're driving, you see your car on the road, right? You're not looking for it, but you just see it and notice it because it's important to you. And like, you know, if you're a carpenter, you, you know where the wood stores are. You know, it's like things that are important to you or that are, that are part of your life come into your awareness automatically, right? And so right now you're in a really negative headspace and so all you're noticing is negative stuff. You know, you're, you're literally trapped. It's a mental prison of negativity. Um, yeah, diet mentality for sure. That's right, Jill. I would agree with that. Um, it's the guilt that stops you, not the cheat meal. Yep, true story. Okay, thank you so much. One that really changed my thinking was that how will you feel after 10 minutes of eating the food? Yep, that's a, a lot of people like that one. It's almost like the temptation is better than the actual food. Now, you're absolutely right about that. That's actually the dopamine. Dopamine is the chemical we release in our brain that, that drives behavior. It drives seeking behavior. And you literally have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual pleasure once you have it. Now, this makes sense evolutionarily, right? Because 
um, it takes more effort and work to get the food than it does to eat it once we have it. So again, the anti dopamine is like that, where it's the grass is always greener chemical, where it's always driving us to do more. Nothing's ever enough. And we live in a world that's always manipulating our dopamine on top of it, you know, but it's that seeking behavior, you know? So you're, you're absolutely right on that. Boy, bye. I like that. <laughs> Boy, bye. I like that name. But you're so right. Yeah, the temptation is better than the actual food. You're, you're right on the money. Yep. That's a good good insight. My my safe for this head is in a safe place. Fair enough, right? Yeah, trapped. Um, that's a great idea. Um, this program really opens your mind to all that really helps. Yeah, because you, again, it's, it's not just the changing it. It's the first step is to be aware of it. And I think it's very empowering to realize you it sucks it stings a little bit to say oh shit i'm the one that's been making myself overweight in ways i didn't realize but once you realize that you realize you're the one who's been in control the whole time so so it's, it's like it's a bittersweet thing you know and it's nice to know you're in control and understanding the the mechanics of that you know how how you can be in control and then it's a process of learning how to control yourself in a new way and so in a sense it's a little bit like first you become aware of how you're programming yourself and how you've been programming yourself because you're always programming yourself you're always going to program yourself there's no way around it you're subconsciously driven you're 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 not a conscious creature making logical decisions all day long you're a subconscious creature on autopilot most of the day just doing what you've done and thinking the same thoughts you always think you're caught in ruts and loops and if you're not happy with the results you're getting that's what needs to change you need to create new thoughts in order to create new behaviors and then new results that you're looking for, okay? But most people just try and start on that conscious uh, physical level. Oh, I'm gonna change all my behavior. Mm, okay, let me know how it goes. Give me a call in a couple of weeks. Let me know how that goes. Um, don't feel bad about eating three slices of pizza. Be proud that you didn't eat the whole th pizza. Yeah, sure. And and again, that, that's a big part. Like, like when you eat the whole pizza, we utilize it. That's the biggest part of this program is utilization. Because when we make mistakes, when we eat too much, eat the wrong stuff, feel like shit, that's a very powerful state when you use it appropriately. Okay? So um, that's a huge part. We, we take advantage of that and, and manipulate that and use it for your best. All right? Um, thank you. I really need to make this a priority. Yeah, you need to make, here, I'll, I'll tell you this, Sarah. You make it a priority. I would say a lot of this because a lot of people when it comes to their weight loss, it's a thing called uh, ambiguity. Um, and so, or ambivalence. Uh, and what it means is they want to lose weight, but they also don't want to lose weight. You know what I mean? And they're kind of on the fence. And so, yeah, you're, you're on the fence. And that's a painful place to be, as you can imagine. You're better off either making it a priority and then doing it or just put it out of your mind and say, I don't have time for this right now. I don't give a shit about it right now. Um, because most people, I'll tell this you right now, most people don't even want to lose weight. If you're watching this, you know, short of being in my program, <laughs> you, you don't really want to lose weight. Like you wish you'd lose weight. You know what I mean? Like you wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just start eating better and losing the weight. But how much effort do you really want to put into actually making it happen? And for a lot of people that on a zero to 10 scale of motivation of actually wanting to lose weight, it's like a two or three. And so you should recognize that. And, and if it's a two or three level of motivation, then you're going to get a two to three level of, of result, you know? But what people do is they pretend they're like a level 10 motivation and then they're disappointed when they're getting a two, three level of result, you know? So it's kind of weird. I mean, you probably haven't made, I mean, you're on Ozempic, so that's something, you know, but as we know, it's, it's, it's a band-aid. You already said it. So I'm just going to feedback what you already said. And I think most of us know this at this point already. It's a, it's a temporary band-aid. You know, at some point you'll probably get sick of being nauseous or you'll get, start getting really scared about what the effects of it are as they find more and more what the physical effects are of Ozempic. And you say, oh, I can't do this. And then you just go right back to the beginning again. You know, ah, oh, shit, here I am, you know? 
Um, but, but that, that, Hey, that's a level of commitment though. That's higher than most people, but most people don't make any commitment to their weight. Not really, you know, saying like reading a, a website about keto or intermittent fasting and then say, okay, tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to start my diet. No, that's not a commitment. You know, this is like real stuff. As someone said earlier, it is like an addiction. So if you think like, <laughs> someone's got an addiction, cigarettes, uh, you know, more like, like cocaine and, and heroin are probably more, um, accurate ones, but it's like, you know, you're just going to start tomorrow and just kick it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, if you don't have any systems set up, you have no reinforcement, you have no new strategy, you have no new plan to do it, you'll probably just get the same results you've all gotten. Right? Why wouldn't you? You know? Um, do you recommend staying away from the thing you know you can't control yourself around eating moderation? Um, yeah, I think that the thing you can't control yourself around, I always love when people say that because that's usually not the case. Um, usually that's just a pattern you get into and we can change that. Very rarely do I see someone who can't be in moderation with stuff. You know, I know that whole, uh, you know, addictive food thing is, is a hot thing. Bright Lines does that a lot where you take the, are you addicted to food test? And guess what? You know, you go into it already biased and yeah, you're going to be addicted to food because it's like, oh, that, that's the reason why, you know, I can't tell you the number of Bright Line people I've worked with. It turns out, oh, guess what? They weren't addicted to food. You know, <laughs> there's that a shitty mindset. So, um, so I don't like to say that like I can't interface with the food and eat it moderately. So my program, it's five days clean eating, two days for pleasure. So we build around the things that you can't control yourself around are usually because you're trying to restrict them so much. You know, the, the quickest way to get myself to overeat sugar and carbs would be to say I could never have them again. You know, then I feel deprived and then that's all I think about. And so what I do is I, I don't eat them five days a week and then I eat them on the weekend. You know, which isn't to say that I never eat them during the five days, but my goal is to be as clean as possible during those five days. And then the two days I eat what I like to eat, you know, within reason. Again, that's another thing. I mean, no one ever practices being off plan. It's all or nothing, you know? So in this program, you're all or something. And we practice being something. You practice being off plan and eating not perfectly. How does that work out for you? You know, you got to get good at that and then get back on track on Monday again. So you're practicing lots of different stuff. Um, I used to binge on junk food. Now I... I used to binge on junk food. Now I just don't think or even want it. No, that's what happens. Again, so much of how you think about food, people say, oh, how do I deal with sugar? Well, you got to change how you think about sugar first. You know, if you just think sugar is fun and for kids and it's enjoyable and you love it. And if you think all that's how you think about it, then you're going to keep on eating it. You know, you have to understand like the food where we live now, I think the best reference point is like cigarettes because cigarettes a hundred years ago, most people didn't think of them as being unhealthy. Imagine that. They're putting smoke in their lungs and they don't even think it's unhealthy. That's how powerful your mind is. You know, when you believe something, you just minimize the effects of it. All right. So um, it's important that you realize that's what's going on with the food now. We're constantly being conditioned to minimize the effects of the food on us. I mean, it's the number one cause of preventable death now, food-related issues. You know, um, people just skipping towards type 2 diabetes like it's nothing. You, you know, it's, it's crazy. But that's the reality we live in. People just go, oh, I'm going to do a Zempic. I might get fucking thyroid tumors and, you know, it's going to make me nauseous all day, but uh, I don't know what to do, you know? Again, I'm, I'm not picking on you, Sarah, but it's like we, we get so desperate. But it all starts with the mindset piece. You know, you, you got to go. Once you change that, it, it changes everything, you know? Um, I really enjoy your videos. Your weight loss content is truly motivational and generally effective. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I really appreciate that a lot. Our weight loss king. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> I do it by thinking what will it do to me and what is it, what's really in it. Yeah, Jill, exactly. Yeah, Jill, Jill's telling you. Yeah, you got to change how you think about it. Listen, the good news is you got the truth on your side. It's fucking completely unnatural to be eating this way. It's like, it's just like the cigarettes. I, you know what I mean? Like, like, are we all old enough? I don't know if people are old as me. I'm almost 50. So it's like in my lifetime, I watched that cigarette thing go from 
you know, I was born in 74. So it was, it was, it was in the ether a little bit that, oh, hey, this might cause lung cancer, right? But in my lifetime, that became from kind of fringe thing to being like the primary thing you think with cigarettes, right? But that's not how people thought about it. And we're in the exact same thing with food, where they've minimized how you think about the damage of food. So you're just like, oh, a little sugar, a little, little, little some sweets, and a little muffin. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just minimize this stuff and a little snacks and all the rest of it. But it's literally killing us. Again, you're spiking your glucose levels and crashing them. You're, you're, listen, high glucose levels, it's completely unnatural. You couldn't spike your glucose levels in nature. Like, it's completely unnatural. And so you're spiking your glucose levels three, four, five, seven, eight times a day. And then that's, that's toxic and inflammatory for your body. And then it's so, you, you raise your glucose levels are high. Then your body's like, oh shit. And so now it's got to like release insulin, which it's not good at releasing crazy spikes of glucose. They're unnatural, right? So your body's not good at releasing the right amount of insulin. So it overshoots the insulin and now it clears out all the glucose. Now guess what? The insulin's toxic and inflammatory too at a high level, right? So now you, you're, it's like, I metaphorically always imagine eating that shit. It's like punching yourself in the stomach. It's just, it's a body work you know you know boxing just body lefts hooks you know all of the body and every time you're eating that shit you're just like you're inflaming your body you're making the system work you're overwhelming it um you know and it's all sorts of problems now that's that's not to say i never eat those foods i do it but i treat like sugar and carbs like alcohol you know and i only drink alcohol on the weekends and i drink it moderately you know because i have a lot of respect for it i, I think of it like a drug you know and so i think it's an important way to look at it and we're not doing that you know what i mean we're just like Bruh. You only live once. If I can't eat this, what's the point of living? Eh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> People are going to think what they're going to think, you know? Um, it is such a Band-Aid. It really is, Sarah. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. You know, now I, I started off kind of... <laughs> Try not to say it, but I mean, Ozempic's not the answer, you know, I, 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 I can't tell you many people I work with that got in the surgery or the, the lap band. And it's like, that's not the answer. You know, they, they, yeah, at first, the first couple months, they can't eat a lot. So they lose some weight and then they figure out, yo, you know, I can eat a lot. I just eat all day long, little bits all day long. And they put the weight right back on, you know? So it's always a mindset thing, you know? And, um, yeah, it just sucks though. But at least, you know, that Sarah. So it's like when the Ozempic, when you just get, when, Whatever, when you, when you decide that's not what you want to do, um, at least know there's, there is another alternative. You know, that's all mindset based. Um, Jill says, yeah, I thought I was addicted to chocolate. Yeah, of course you're going to think you're addicted to stuff if you have no control over it, but you have no control over it because you don't understand what's going on. Most people don't understand they have a subconscious mind. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The conscious part is logical, rational, wants you to lose weight, tries to get you to do it with your willpower. The subconscious part of your mind is the party that's running all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Have you ever thought... I'm not, I'm not attacking you, but think about this because you've probably been trying to lose weight for decades, 20, 30 years. How do you explain the fact that you want to lose weight so badly and then you go and say, okay, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to eat well today. And then somewhere in the afternoon, some part of you compels you to eat the wrong shit. Have you ever thought, what the fuck is going on? What's going on? I want to lose weight. All I do is think about losing weight. What, what part of me is causing me to eat the wrong food? What's happening? Oh, I'm addicted. That, that means there's no fucking context. What's that mean? What's being addicted to mean? What, your body needs it? What, what does addicted mean to you? Do you know what I mean? Like, like you don't have any depth of knowledge. You have no granular understanding of the deeper things that are driving that behavior. It's not just a physical addiction. It's a little bit of that. But it's primarily, it's a subconscious program and it drives you to be an overweight person. It drives you to think like an overweight person and to behave like an overweight person. And hence, you are an overweight person if, if that's what your situation is. You know, and so what you're going to try and do is you have your subconscious programs that run, right? Oh, eight o'clock time to sit on the sofa and eat ice cream, right? And so you have all these programs that just run on autopilot. And then when you want to lose weight, you try and use your willpower to fight against those. 
and you try and no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. You know? And then eventually you get tired, bored, distracted. This falls away and this just starts running like it always does, you know? And this is your experience over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know? And so um, at some point, what we do in this program is we, we pro reprogram the subconscious mind because we want the, the, we want to use the subconscious mind. Anatomically, your conscious mind, your logical willpower, logical, rational mind, your prefrontal cortex, it's about 10% of your brain, okay? The other 90% of your brain is your subconscious mind. And so it's learning how to influence that part of your mind and to get it to do the things that are going to keep you thin naturally. So you have to fucking think about this all day long. I've been the same way for 30 years. I went a little blip uh, 12 years ago, you know, and then that's it. And it's, I haven't dieted. I don't even work out. I start work out more now because um, for, for some different reasons. But over 30 years, I, I haven't worked out. So there's no calorie burning. It's all what I'm eating. It's 100% changing how I eat, you know? And I'm able to do that because I changed how I thought. And I love eating the way I, I love my lifestyle. Love it. Love it. Love how I eat. Love how I live. Love how I think, you know? It's all congruent. Bring me in the right direction. So that's the alternative, you know? Since I've lost 50 pounds already, I just need help being more help with the mental stuff and being consistent. Yeah, what does your program include? Yeah, so my program, I mean, the core of it is the program yourself thin technique. This is a two-minute, it's, it's, it's not hypnosis. It's a self-hypnotic programming because you're influencing your subconscious mind. It's important to understand hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind, okay? It's not going into a trance. That's just a, we use trances to kind of do it a little more effectively, but you don't need to go into trances to influence your subconscious mind. Every time you're watching TV or a movie, you're in a hypnotic state, okay? So um, that's the first thing is you, that two-minute technique you use at night to redo, rehearse your day tomorrow. So you learn from today, you rehearse tomorrow. And that's the core of it because you have to understand your behaviors are contextually dependent. You act certain ways in certain situations. You're not binging all day long. You're not eating like shit all day long usually. It's happening in certain situations, certain times, certain moods, certain situations where you're alone or with other people, and so um, certain locations. And so it's understanding your specific situation so you can program yourself to be the person you want to be in those situations and to get the results you want. So you learn that technique. There's, it's an eight week program. Every day you start with a five minute hypnosis session. So I help to install all these new suggestions. Every session is a different one each day for eight weeks. It's a five minute session where I install a different weight loss mantra in your mind. Um, at night, there's a sleep gnosis session. It's a 10 minute session. You listen to that as you drift off to sleep. That's a core weight loss mantra. So it causes you to start thinking like a thin person. And then there's a weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating that you fill out. They're custom made to you because you need to come up with your own plan. Okay, you can't just take someone else's plan and say, oh, I'm just going to do this. It's going to work for me. It's not. You need to come up with your own plan built around you, your genetics, your lifestyle, your preferences, your situation, you know, and then we have coaching calls where I work with you one on one um, and there's some bonuses and stuff. Yes, check it out. Um, Khaleesi, go, go. Uh, and I don't know, Khaleesi, obviously I always think Game of Thrones, but um, yeah, go to my. Go, go to my bio, get that hypnosis session that's there. And then after you sign up for that, there's a, there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. It's about 30 minutes or so. And um, it'll, you should really watch that. Everyone here, watch that, please. And then at the end, if you get through it, you want to learn about the program, I talk about it, and I, I give you a special offer if you go through that link. Um, sugar is so bad for your body, mind. True. I'm desperate. Yep. I love to have mastery over food instead of the other way around. Yeah, of course. Of course, right? What's more important than having mastery over food? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, again, we just, you got to understand there's so much money. So much of the economy is built around you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. 
you know? So you got to take it on yourself. You're not going to get it. The big corporation, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut job here, but there's not a lot of money being made off you eating fresh fruits and vegetables and being healthy and happy and living a long time and feeling emotionally balanced and energized and happy with yourself. There's not a lot of money made with that. So you got to take it on yourself. Yeah, that, that jar of Nutella, right? So true. If you haven't seen that, go Google that, like uh, layers of Nutella, and you'll see. That's a good example of the the hypnosis of how you Nutella versus what the reality is. Thank you so much. I appreciate you very much. Back to work. All right, Sarah, thanks for being around. What is a lifetime of injections going to do? Because if you stop, then what? Yeah, that's the Ozempic thing. Yeah, a lifetime forever. You're signing up for a lifetime of that shit. And we don't even know what it does, right? But the other thing is, we know it makes you nauseous. You know, never mind. Maybe it causes thyroid tumors. Maybe it doesn't, but definitely makes you nauseous. It's a... There's other ways. How long does it take without carb, sugar to not crave it anymore? Um, not, not long. I mean, it doesn't take long, but it's, it's a mindset thing. You know what I mean? If you keep the same mindset and then just stop eating sugar or carbs for a week, it won't make a shit of difference. You know, you got to change the way you think about it. You know, I think that's the key thing. I always thought something was wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with you. How can I be so stupid? Yeah, no, I get it. That, that's what everyone thinks. Listen, the dieter mindset is this. What's wrong with me? How come I can't do this? Why can't I eat better? Why can't I lose weight? Why do I keep fucking up? Why, why, why am I such a fat piece of shit? Like, like, I know how mean you get. I know how mean we get. I've, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. No one's meaner than they are to themselves in their head, especially if you're overweight. So I know that. And those questions, though, are hypnotic suggestions because most of your thinking is in response to a question you ask. And the questions you're asking are problem-oriented questions that are keeping you overweight. You know, they're not solution oriented questions. You never are asking the question, how can I take control of my weight? How can I enjoy eating healthy and, um, and enjoy the process and make it easy and natural for me? How can I have fun losing weight? You know what I mean? Like you're never asking these questions and that's why you're never getting those answers. You know, I hope that makes sense. So the questions you're asking are dictating all the results you're getting. Are you a specialized in nutritional science or related fields or is it just an interest of yours? Yeah. In terms of the nutrition and, 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 um, all the food stuff is just personal experience. I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian. Uh, I'm a hypnotist, uh, NLP practitioner, uh, yoga instructor, strategic coach, all those things. Um, guys, screen record his live videos and make an album. Yeah, well, by the way, though, you know what you can do is you can go to my, my YouTube channel, Jim Kitsoulis. Um, I, I record all these and, and put them up there as live streams. So you just watch them there, right? Yeah, keep watching. This is true. Do you believe in manifestation when it comes to weight loss? Yeah, absolutely. But I have a different way... Um, or do you believe in science solely when it comes to weight loss? No, I believe in both. I, I believe in the, the manifestation stuff. I use a, a lot of that, but I also use a lot of science um, with it because the manifestation stuff, listen, a lot of stuff is bullshit. You know what I mean? This idea that you're just going to imagine yourself being thin and you're going to do it, fuck, that's not going to work. I'm telling you now. It's part of it because it's nice to boost your, it, it gets you motivated and excited and connected to the goal. That part's good. Um, but ultimately, the day it comes down to the day-to-day -day strategies you have available to you, the nuts and bolts of how you behave. And so there's real strategic solutions you need to uncover. You know, you can't just think yourself, no way, no way. You know what I mean? That's just a bunch of bullshit that they sell because it sounds easy. Um, it's a part of it. Um, oh, I like that. I hate programs that dictate your diet. I like keto. It works for me. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you like keto, you keep keto. What I always say, I call it, the, it's the Bruce Lee philosophy. I, I was lucky enough to study his martial art. Bruce Lee came up with his own martial art called Jeet Kune Do. He was a philosophy major and a legit martial artist. But his idea was this. He would study absolutely every fighting system, boxing, fencing, kung fu, taekwondo, wrestling, anything. And he would take what worked, discard the rest. And so this is why I always suggest to everyone, you've got to come up with your own eating plan. I'm a, I'm a pescatarian right? Um, pretty much veganish, but I take, I like parts of keto. You know what I mean? I like, I, I like parts of all different stuff that resonate with me, but I've created my own way of eating that is uniquely for me. 
And, and when you do that, it takes a little bit longer, but once you do that, and that's where you're at, if you lost 50 pounds, that's where you should be at. Because the worst thing is when you lost 50 pounds and you start going, oh shit, I don't know if I'm able to keep this up. So you got to start like tweaking it to your own situation. You know what I mean? You've got to customize your eating plan directly to you. And once you do that, it, it fits you like a glove and it's easier to keep it up. All right. Hypnotherapist. Thank you, Vicky. Right. She keeps telling me that. And you're right. You're so right. I, I, I got to stop saying hypnotist. Um, but it's absolutely a hypnotherapist too. Cause I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So it's like, um, I really do work with people, um, in, in a going back and forth with them. It's, it's coaching, but it is absolutely hypnotherapy. Cause I use hypnosis to help move people past, um, limiting beliefs and, and all this other stuff. No doubt about it. Um, I don't do it strictly. I limit carbs and go zero sugar. Yeah, that's great. That's smart. Um, again, it's figuring out what you want to do. It's, it's up for you, you know? And again, like I like to play in the gray spaces because again, this is, you can't just follow some strict thing. Not long-term. You're not going to do anything long-term. And I'm talking, when I talk long-term, I'm talking about many, many decades, you know? So it's really important that you start planning for many decades. Not just, you know, how can I lose weight in a couple of weeks? You know, really, really important distinction here. All right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Got a, got another uh, coaching call coming up. So if you're here, if you haven't done this yet, go go to my bio, get that hypnosis session, and um, you can uh, get that hypnosis session, watch the training that's right after it. Uh, my YouTube channel is Jim Katsoulis. There's a bunch of stuff there that's good to watch. Uh, and also, yeah, if you opt in too, uh, if you opt in, I, I email you stuff all the time and I do special trainings. So, so you should get in there. Um, and then there's a podcast, Program Yourself Thin. It's on all the major platforms. Go listen to it. More importantly, like it. Give it, give it a five-star review. All right, everyone. Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate you all being here and uh, making this interesting. So, all right, I'll see you all later. Have a great day. Bye.